Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Texas Conflict Coach radio program. If you have ever experienced or engaged in destructive or unresolved conflict, then you know it leads to broken relationships, distrust, and damaging results. Our program will help you manage and resolve conflict effectively with strategies, valuable resources, and support. I am your host, Patty Porter. My guest hosts, Dina Zometa and Stephen Kotev, along with our guest experts, will share our experiences, raise your awareness, and give you food for thought. We will share with you problem-solving strategies, no matter what your situation is. At work, with neighbors or friends, family, and partners, tune in or join in the conversation every Tuesday evening. Hello. This is Zena Zumeta, and today's program is part of our holiday conflict series focusing on blended families and the kinds of unique challenges they face during the holidays. We are calling it How Blended Families Can Unite and Not Fight During the Holidays. According to recent statistics, almost 50% of all marriages in the United States end in divorce. Most divorced adults remarry and create blended families of yours, mine, and ours, and include assorted, confused grandparents. Navigating the holidays can be stressful when arranging child custody agreements, table seating, and various cultural and religious beliefs and political beliefs among the families. Best-selling humor author Elaine Ambrose uses her own experiences to discuss how to focus on the joys of the season and prevent your blended family from exploding into a food fight. Joining me is Elaine Ambrose. She's a number one best-selling author of eight books, including Midlife Happy Hour and Menopause Sucks. Elaine exploits her life experiences to share humor with a crabby world. She's an internationally known syndicated blogger and humorous speaker from Eagle, Idaho. Welcome to the program, Elaine. Thank you, Zena. It's a privilege to be here. I think I'm so excited to talk with you, but I've talked with other women who are wanting to pack up and leave the country until January to (laughs) avoid the holidays. (laughs) Yes, I think that's really true. Well, what got you interested in this topic? I am the poster child for blended families. I've been divorced and remarried, and I have stepchildren, and both my adults children married people with children so I had instant grandkids so we have this wonderful collection of yours mine and ours and then my children also had their own children so we uh, don't call stepkids anymore we call them children Uh, you can't call a child a step grandchild because it just doesn't sound good the most important thing around our family table is to keep a sense of humor perfect so how do you do that Well, we pre-plan. 
Um, I know that sounds uh, pretty uh, anal, but we do. We have to think of what's going to happen with child custody arrangements with the grandchildren, with who's going where on what night, and maybe my kids won't come over to my house on Christmas Day. They'll be at the other house. And that's what we have to anticipate. Nobody wants drama. Drama is so overrated. And this year there seems to be so much angst in the country. You may have noticed it. I did. (laughs) Yes. And and so you can pre-plan and you can say, okay, we're not going to talk politics at the table. And there will be a dollar fine for anybody who does. Oh, I love it. Yes, and that money will go to a charity that that person wouldn't like. So that's how you can try to stop that. And, and, and Gina, if we know that somebody is going to be obnoxious, do you know that we don't have to invite them? I don't understand why people are so obligated to invite everybody. They know someone's going to get drunk, fall off the stool, yell at somebody for being divorced, refuse to recognize the new in-laws. We just call a designated driver and take them home. We don't have to invite drama into our houses, into our minds, especially in front of the children. Uh, It's just not fair to them. And so we need to at least keep the humor and (laughs) because that's our family. And our family is, we have to accept the good, the bad, and the ugly because my goodness, 50% of us have gone through a divorce. Our families know what it's about, and we all want to come to the table, and the only thing we want to fight over is that last piece of pecan pie. Oh, perfect. Well, you know, you say that you can bring humor into it, but most of us don't find divorce and blended families humorous. So how do you get other people to find the humor in it? Well, if, if they're at my house, they're going to laugh. Um, <laughs> we're going to tell stories. We're going to tell jokes. And, yes, divorce is painful, especially if there's someone there recently divorced. And then you just reach out and love that person. We have no idea what goes on behind closed doors, and we're not to judge, we're to love. And, goodness, it, especially I keep bringing up the children. We have a little collection of kids running around all the time, and if, if they see that we're fighting, there's that I know sometimes people say, well, he was a jerk. That's why I divorced him. You don't say that in front of the children. If if kids grow up thinking that, that half of them is being called a jerk by the other half, that's not fair to them, and, and you better have a lot of money for therapy. And ah! <laughs> <laughs> I think of it from the child's point of view. Mommy hates Daddy. Daddy hates Mommy. Well, I am both of them. And so that's where you, you start the pain, and so just don't. You have to limit your get-togethers. You know, I I have an an ex-husband, and yes, we we come together for our children's graduations, for the weddings, and uh, my ex-husband came to my mother's funeral. He had known her for 20 Uh years. Those, okay, you do that because we're a civil society a little bit. (laughs) Right. And you you don't have to share vacations and holidays or parties. But there's a respect that goes with with blended families. And if we can keep our sense of humor and keep that respect, we'll get through the holidays. They're going to be over in six weeks. Wow. that's Yeah, that's true. Sure. So you were talking about the fact that that maybe the kids don't come 
to your house at Thanksgiving. Maybe they go to the other house. Um, right. How can how can you accept that when when you've got this whole Thanksgiving thing going, and they say, "Well, Mom, I'm not coming this year." How can you deal well, with that nicely? We alternate. You can alternate. Then the next year they come, or if if they're close, make it on Friday. You don't have to have Thanksgiving on Thursday. Oh, uh, okay. Have it on Sunday. There there are so many ways to get around it. Have it the weekend before. Uh, people get so caught up in the rules and the regulations that they're not flexible. And uh, maybe there is a, a holiday that I don't see one of my children, and I'm really sad about that, but I'm going to make the next one even better. Uh, that we have to accept that. The other side of the family deserves them too. Right. So why fight over that? Uh, just enjoy the ones who can come to my house. Or if now, I go to their house. That's how it is. Now, do you ever invite the other side of the family? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. We've had 30 people here, and, and sometimes when my dear Whoa. sweet mother was still alive, I had to have name tags because she <laughs> couldn't remember who was coming and going, and she didn't know who belonged to whom. And it, it, it's just a funny menagerie of a blended family, and we made it work because we love each other. And if we hated each other, we wouldn't do it. Ah, <laughs> just, well, okay. Yeah. So I was just opportunity to enjoy. I was intrigued by your saying you don't have to invite people, but don't people no, get you don't. upset? I mean, if if you say I'm not going to invite Uncle Frank this year because he was a real dud last year, don't people right. react to that and say, no, you have to invite him? Why invite poison into your house? If you know someone always gets drunk and always causes a scene, schedule a lunch with them some other time. Schedule a dinner some other time. Why compound the stress. You know how stressful it is when you're trying to put on a big holiday meal. If I'm worried that somebody's going to fall down or knock over the Christmas tree or yell at somebody, I don't have to have them in my house. And uh, I'll call them up and say, let's go to lunch another time. And if they don't accept that, that's their problem. But they should know by now that their behavior is causing problems. I just think of the children. Every time I come back to these little kids uh, who don't deserve that, they deserve this example of a loving family who can work together, who can coordinate the child custody agreements and the presents and the in-laws and outlaws and ex-in-laws and all of this because it's a little community here. And what think of the example we're showing them? I always worry about folks. You know, my mom, she was slipping in and couldn't understand what was going on with all the commotion. So we just sat down and everyone had a moment to talk with her individually. And that's how we've got to bring back this respect for the older generation and also the kids. Uh, you know, the, the adults made the problems. We got the divorces. We brought other people <laughs> into the picture. It's not all the grandparents or the children. And so let's all work together and uh, have some extra dessert and start to laugh a little bit more. <laughs> Now, I think that's a very interesting idea that you had about people talking individually to your mom because yes. I think you're right that, that older people often do get overwhelmed with all of the in-laws mm-hmm. and the outlaws and the ex-laws. They have no clue who's there. And my mom would just sit all by herself then because she didn't understand. And so we just started that tradition of talking to her one-on-one. And well, that made all the difference for everybody. And it was so good for all ages. Wow, that's wonderful. So what if one of your kids has married a jerk? And what? <laughs> well, thankfully mine didn't. But if they did, not anymore. <laughs> I, I didn't mean your kids. I mean someone's kids, yes, okay. 
<laughs> listening, you know. No, um, no, that that happens. That happens, and you have to support your child. So many times, parents take sides, in-laws, allies are all taking sides. People lose friendships because uh, a friend sees one or the other. You stick with your child. If they married somebody who is a jerk, you don't have to have that person around. If they had children together, that's a different issue. Yes. The children, yes, the children, even if their dad or mom was a jerk, that's part of who they are. And so you work around that and don't blame the child for the adult's problem of marrying wrong and then getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. So supposing I'm, I'm bringing in all these stories that I've heard that um, <laughs> someone really liked the ex better than they like the current spouse. And oh, that's happened. Yeah. yeah. And so they want um, to invite the ex to the Thanksgiving dinner or to the Christmas dinner. Yeah, I think we have to get mature and be adults about this. Why would you do that? Why would you invite an ex that you know is, is going to cause hard feelings with your blood, with your daughter or son or somebody who's directly in your family? Can't you arrange a lunch another time? Can't you go somewhere else on another day? Rather than to cause hard feelings, and uh, if you're going to hurt somebody's feelings on purpose, don't do it at a holiday meal. So you really, can still be friends. Yeah, you can be friends elsewhere. So you're really, you're really saying <laughs> be mature. And, um, you know, that's kind of hard to do, especially at the holidays. Oh, it is. Well, if, if you've gone through some bad ones like I have, you want the good ones. <laughs> so yes. you don't repeat what didn't work. And uh, the last fight we had at this house, and we all decided what went wrong, and we're not going to do it again. Uh, let's go for the positive. And if that means splitting up some of the dates and, Splitting up the guest list, that's what you do. There's no rule that says you have to invite everybody to Thanksgiving. Mm. And so it sounds like you actually talked about what went wrong. That's kind of unusual. Yes. Well, (laughs) because sometimes with so many divorces in our family, and I'm not bragging about that at all, but it happens. And we have to be more flexible and understanding of others' feelings. And I would rather just have people here laughing and eating good food than have to worry about somebody who's going to get their feelings hurt. Wow. So how do you talk about it? How did you even bring it up to talk about that? Oh, I'm, my kids are, I'm so lucky. They live here in the same area. And um, some of my other friends, their kids are grown and gone, and they sure miss that, and so they want to make every moment special but my kids are here so I see them often and uh, we talk all the time and I'm, I'm so thankful for that that they can all pop over and I get to watch the grandkids and just it's, it's a one big family of, of blended people who are getting along because life's too short not to wow wow and so when you bring up the topic um, and and there is somebody who's at fault do you say that you know Uncle Frank was the problem this year, so we're not inviting him next year. I mean, do you actually say that to your family? No, yes, yes. Why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. I, I don't want the drunk guy in my house anymore, and I don't mm-hmm. have to have that. And uh, maybe they need to get help and, and get the support they need, and again, to stay friends at another time at another place. Why, right. why add extra stress to a beautiful holiday feast? Mm-hmm. 
And I love that story. Again, I'm going back to that story of, of your mom and, and people yep. talking to her separately because it sounds like there was a problem one year where she felt quite alone and that you figured oh, yes. out how to deal with that, that that was real problem solving in terms of how do we not have that happen again. Right, she was sitting all by herself because she, she was so confused with everybody coming and going and, and new grandkids all of a sudden. <laughs> um, right, and, and, and they keep day. coming too. <laughs> right, they keep coming and the one, another one. And so, yes, it's, again, respect for the older generation and for these kids because it's, it's the adults who are, they can either make it a chaotic scene or a loving family meal. The adults are, have total responsibility here. Well, let me remind everyone that you are listening to the Texas Conflict Coach Radio Program. Uh, We invite you to follow us on Blog Talk Radio. And I am speaking with Elaine Ambrose about blended families at the holidays. Elaine, why do you think holidays are so stressful? Oh, my goodness. We have our own adult elf on the shelf with uh, Pinterest. Yeah, and Martha Stewart. See, my my generation, my old, I'm middle aged, so Martha Stewart was was mine. But now Pinterest and all these young ladies and women are trying to do these glue gun things with Rick Rack, and I just can't get into that. It's too stressful. Don't watch Pinterest unless you have a lot of time and a lot of glue gun. <laughs> I also think that we have exaggerated memories of our past. You know, I, I have glowing memory of grandma and the turkey and all that. Well, there were problems then, but I kind of forget those and think of only the good times. We're so stressed out now. This election has just made everybody crazy, and I'll be so glad when we cannot talk about it all the time, get beyond it, and accept what happened and then try to make it better the next time. If you didn't like this election, well, get out there and start working for a different candidate, for better candidates. If you don't like, it's the same thing as if you don't like someone or don't like something, make it better. And then quit mm-hmm. distant, oh, excuse me, quit complaining about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Also, the, the stress, there are so many different cultures and customs now. Um, I grew up in a very small town in southern Idaho. Everyone went to the same church. We had the same religion. We practiced the same customs. That's not typical anymore. You might have somebody from a different religion or no religion. You might have a new member of the family who's from a totally different culture and use that opportunity to embrace the fact and learn from them. Uh, my uncle was a Baptist preacher, so we always started every Thanksgiving meal with a prayer. Maybe in this new era, you want to start with a moment of silence, just to show gratitude, or just go around the table and have people say what, what they're thankful for and include the kids so they can have that experience. We have to adapt to the changing customs and cultures because it is a, a more of open society, a more broad society where people are coming and going that both of us who grew up in small towns in the 1960s didn't have at all. But I'm learning mm-hmm. as fast as I can. Well, you know, you make a really good point that uh, several points. One, that, that we have in our minds what the perfect Thanksgiving or the perfect Christmas is. And that right. we're, we're trying to emulate that. We're trying to go back to what it was. And Number one, it never was perfect, but number two, there's no way we can do that. And so we're almost doomed to failure at the beginning if that's what we're trying to do. 
Really right, and you, you you know that that artwork by Norman Rockwell of the grandma presenting the big turkey at the yes. big table. Well, yes. grandma has on a a white apron, and you know, and I know that <laughs> grandma never had a white apron. <laughs> Not by the time she made the turkey. <laughs> no, by the time she made the gravy and everything else. So that was just an ideal. A version of what it should be, and sometimes it's, it's more fun. You know, you drop the turkey on the floor. Yeah, forget somebody's name. Yeah, you drop a glass. It, it's going to happen, and that's where a sense of humor is going to save the day. Very good point. Yeah, because all these things do happen, and then to find a way that people can forgive, or and maybe that we forgive ourselves for doing yes. those things, and that's make right. it fun. Get oh, yeah, I've had, gra- I've had gravy that could have been used as cement. So we've <laughs> laughed about it, you know, and, and opened a package and made more gravy. It's, but you have to adapt and, and go with the flow on these things and not get too stressed. So, right. so why? why? Why spend a beautiful day with the family and just be upset and stressed the whole time? No. Right. Well, and then the second thing you were saying was that we have our traditions that go back. Yeah but that the people around our table may not have those same traditions and that really it may be more fun to include their traditions or to ask them about it or to find something that is inclusive for them instead of only doing what we grew up with. You're absolutely right. Yes, yes. Um, My daughter married into a family that has a rich Mexican culture and tradition. And so we bring these foods into the home, the, their artwork, their music, their traditions, and it's, so, it's wonderful to learn about that. And it exposes me to a world I didn't know. And just being open to that and accepting and loving um, is, is such a key to, the, to such a good family relationship. And it, it's when we stop and criticizing and wondering and, well, this is better and you're wrong. Nobody wants that. Why would you go to a dinner and have that? Mm. And it, it also sounds like you have a tradition of including the kids. In, oh, yeah. And how do you do that? How do you go about making sure that, that they get involved in what you're doing instead of just running around the house screaming? <laughs> well, I always have a kid's table. I know some people don't think a kid's table is appropriate, but I do, and ah. it's my house. So, right. so I just, you know, card table set up for the kids, and they know that. So they get their food, and they can sit over there and, and, and be funny, and then the adults sit at the big table. And then mm-hmm. we can have a glass of wine if we want and don't have to worry about it being knocked over by a kid. We can knock it over ourselves. Right. But uh, – no, but the, the kids are what make, especially Christmas, um, we we just have a white elephant exchange for the adults, and it's all focused on the kids. And these little children, I just, you know, worry so much sometimes about what kind of world they're growing up into. And if I can give them a wonderful holiday experience and a happy time around the table and sharing of family traditions and values, uh, th- that makes my life worth living. And I see these bright little faces, and they just fill my heart with hope mm-hmm. and love. Beautiful. Well, how do you pass along your traditions and and other people's traditions to kids, how do you go about doing that? For the past 30 years, I have made candy trains, and I started making them with my kids. And now my daughter and daughter-in-law and their children, we all get together every December and make candy trains. Uh, 
it's it's just one of those traditions that is so special, and I have pictures to prove it. <laughs> they uh-huh. go back 30 years, and we always get out the pictures. You know, it's it's almost too easy now to take photographs of phones and uh-huh. the iPad, and uh, I don't have to pull out the old scrapbooks. So my own two pictures of Christmas of 1980, but, boy, those pictures are great. And now I've got you know, 7,000 photos on my cell phone. but the the traditions of I have special ornaments that I bring out I have my mother's Christmas ornaments that I bring out and we talk about them when the grandkids come over I have uh, different holiday traditions I use that my parents and grandkids use and so we talk about that it's so important to give them a connection they might be brand new to the family my one granddaughter was what four years old when she joined the family, when my son married her mother. And so mm-hmm. instantly I had a granddaughter. And mm-hmm. uh, that, 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 I had to get up to learning on that too because I hadn't had a grandchild before. So mm-hmm. it depends uh-huh. on all of us, Dina, to, to work it out. That's nice. And it, and it sounds like that tradition of, the, of making the candy train is something that is um, – neutral and something that everybody will enjoy that I mean you've really found something that um, everyone can really be a part of and not not worry about it in any way well and Zena they're magic trains because they disappear by Christmas ah, because people have eaten them <laughs> yeah they eat them they're made out of candy bars and M&M's and you know, we make a little train out of them on licorice tracks and they disappear oh I love it's it kind of yeah that is just great well, I'm wondering if there are people who are listening in who are thinking, boy, this sounds great, but you know, my, my holidays are, are a crisis all the time. Um, can you suggest any things that they could begin with or things that they could start with to think about? Keep it simple. Um, I, I know so many people who would love to be invited to a holiday meal. If, if you think that your family situation is going to be too stressful, Maybe invite some military families who have an empty chair at the table. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to be hurting on Thanksgiving because they won't have a chance to fight because somebody's not there. Um, mm-hmm. There's just living facilities. They're so full of lonely people who would love to be invited to a Thanksgiving meal, and I guarantee you they won't cause the trouble. Um, mm-hmm. Honor the family members who have passed away. Both my parents are gone, and I always give a toast to them at the holiday meal so we can just remember that rich history that's gone from our lives. Uh, and if people are having a hard time, maybe they downsize totally. Maybe just uh, keep it less stressful if they know that they are going to anticipate trouble. We don't have to invite trouble into our lives just because it's the holidays and we're expected to be perfect. Yeah, that's that's such interesting <laughs> way of mm-hmm, thinking. Mm-hmm. Very, very different. Well, I know that you have a number of books and videos. Do you want to talk a little bit about what they are? Well, you know, one of my best therapies is to write. Um, mm-hmm. Every time I, I go through a crisis or a good time, I write. And my my books are targeted to middle-aged women because we need to laugh so we don't yes. break something. <laughs> and my latest book is Midlife Happy Hour. And it, it's because we need to celebrate that we survived careers, kids, and chaos. And it was the sequel to Midlife Cabernet. 
and that won a, a bunch of national human awards and Publishers Weekly said it was laugh out loud funny. And what I do is just encourage women to find something to laugh about, find joy in their lives. Yeah, we've been through some hard times, but we're at a stage of our life when we can relax a little bit more. The kids are out of the house. We can turn that extra bedroom into an art studio or, or exercise room or a writing room. It's time to take charge and take care of ourselves now. Oh, that's really perfect. Um, and if people want to find you, um, uh, the elaineambrose.com, is that the best way yes. for them to do that? Get to elaineambrose.com. I have 10 books listed on there, and then I'm also syndicated on the Huffington Post. I've got a lot of articles on there. And um, just come and say hi and join me on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, we'll be best friends. Yes. Well, and it's so much fun to go onto your website, I have to say. It's really a joy to do that. Oh, Oh, it's it's a great time of life, and I want to encourage, especially middle-aged women, if if they're thinking about start a blog, start writing, write your memoir, it's uh, something we can do that we can do from anywhere. That's true. And so really to start thinking on their own and different from what you had thought before. And is that yes. your experience as well? That that this is that you really branched out into different um, arenas once you hit middle age. Oh yes, but once I hit middle age, that's when I started writing the books. And then menopause sucks. And yeah, I they're love all, that title. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I take facts and make them funny because we have to laugh about this stage in life. I don't know why we're having hair growing on our toes and it's falling <laughs> off our head, but that's what's happening. <laughs> And, you know, family issues have got to be funny and supportive or the whole thing isn't worth it. If if we still have to go through all this middle-aged stuff and then worry that our adult kids are having trouble, it's just too much to handle. So if we can handle it with humor and respect, uh, we'll get through these holidays. And pretty soon it'll be January. Ah, Now, is, do you have anything else that you would like to say as a final message? To our listeners? Oh, yeah. yeah if, if people are having trouble with, and I'm not making fun of them at all. I respect the, the seriousness of when, when people are having trouble. And, you know, there are so many online resources and places they can go to for help. Uh, local uh, groups are, uh, can offer suggestions for making it a, a better time because I am not making fun of people who can't get through the holidays because there is a large amount of people who are having trouble. And I want to mm-hmm. offer them encouragement, some humor, and to, to remind them that January is coming. Oh, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Elaine Ambrose. And, um, thank you. For, yeah, and, and for listeners, um, that's it for tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Texas Conflict Coach. We hope you enjoyed the program. You can find all of our podcasts archived to listen at your convenience at TexasConflictCoach.com or download the podcast at iTunes or Stitcher Radio. You can also become a Facebook fan of Conflict Connection or Twitter me at TXConflictCoach. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.